Hello everybody, welcome listeners to the first ever podcast of You'll Need a Bigger Box. Today the five of the boys are going to be discussing the breaking news that has sent shockwaves through European football, that of the proposed plans of the European Super League. Fear not though football haters, as we'll still be discussing how the boys met, the unlikely scenarios that happened to make our unlikely group of multinational European friends come together. So I hope you enjoy the first podcast and getting to know this unlikely group of European friends. So for you listeners that don't want to be bored by football, it does take up quite a large proportion of the podcast episode today. But fear not, as you can just skip minutes 7 to 25 and be left with an abundance of funny stories on how the guys met and some pastimes and past holidays. Hello, everybody. Hola, que pasa? Hello, and welcome to the Nida Bella Box. <laughs> the first ever podcast. <laughs> and we have the ginger hat, Claudio. Yes. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we have the idiotic Scottish boy, Hello. Jack. What's <laughs> happening, people? We have the good-looking Lucas from Nitz. How do you say? Nitz? Nitz. Nitz. What And we have the pickle-drunk German boy, Benne. A.K.A. MC Asthma. <laughs> What's happening, guys? How are you doing? I'm good. doing good, personally. Yeah. I think we have a huge topic to talk about today. The, the, the football bomb that has been dropped yesterday. Yeah. It's like breaking news. Emergency, emergency. Yeah. Yeah. Emergency. Yeah. We actually, emergency podcast. We actually, thanks to Benny, going to get drunk with his friends, delayed the podcast mm-hmm. a few hours, and within a few hours, there was huge breaking news. So thank you, drunk Benny. It's Benny's <laughs> fault. Thank you, Benny. Yeah, you're all welcome. <laughs> Crazy because I, I, I just had three beers and... Normally I'm I can drink much more, but now I'm not drinking in whole Corona. Bene, I wanted to ask you when is the song dropping, like officially? Uh, I think never. It's it's just just ah, uh, tell the people do you... about the MC Asthma and why no. we're laughing so much. Yeah, explain, yeah. explain. Do, do you think that the song is droppable or we've never Me? heard it, bro? He didn't tell us. I, that. I heard it. I heard it. Do you think ah. it's good? Good enough to, to be... Well, I don't understand German, but the sound was good. <laughs> hey, Bene, send it to me as well, you idiots. Yeah, yeah. You so Benny, you have to no. tell... People won't understand what we're talking about, so you have to tell them why you're in the asthma and what you're talking about. He sent it to the most wise of the group, mm. and I said, good, good. So explain, MC. Makes sense if you don't even understand it. <laughs> so my, 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 I want um, to listen to the song, Bene. So my artist name is MC Asthma because I'm uh, an asthmatic. Okay, uh, nice. That's dance. That's dance. That's that's basically it. And uh, the song is just just a, a fun track about uh, some other people, and it's a diss track. And uh, but it's just it's it's not nothing seriously. Just just some some fun stuff. So can you give us a 30-second part snippet of it for the listeners in German? Yeah. Give us oh, a no, teaser. Give us a teaser. Come on. In a freestyle. Literally, I can't freestyle. It's it's not possible. Claudio, you can play it through your... Whatever. Yeah, I can play it through my computer if the author allows me to do Fuck it. Fuck him, play it. 
No, I want it's copyright, bro. You know, I don't want to be in jail for breaking copyrights on on MC what, Asthma. Or he he sold himself to. You'll need a bigger box, so he is our copyright. Oh, ben, ben, makes, ben, makes ben, sense. Ben, if he so, says yes, I would play it. No, I think we we, we should uh, we should play it on on another episode when we we talk a bit maybe about rap stuff, but not now. Okay. Oh, you have okay. to go up, Benny. Benny, you have to no, drink a few no, more beers, ben, baby. Benny is taking it personally. Okay. No, no sorry. Okay, so anyway, Claudio, this yes. um, whole, as I'm assuming, I'm just going to jump right into it because I assume European Super League is going to come up. But this whole topic of European Super League reminded me how we met. Remember how we met, Claudio? How we met you? Yeah, sure. We we watched together a, a Champions League match. Actually, exactly. one one of the best Champions League matches yes. last year. It was uh, Tottenham Hotspur against Inter Milan. Yes, and it was Ooh. an incredible game. And I don't know. If yeah, we okay, okay, can you stuff. remember? I think uh, like you, Jack, and and Andrew, you both had uh, food poison at this time. Yes. Yeah, so this is what I was about. <laughs> Benny, Benny, don't, don't spoil my story. So this is, I don't know if I should tell the listeners this, but should I tell the full story? Do you think it's worth it? Well, I want I want to say before you do it that that night I didn't understand basically a word you say because I wasn't used <laughs> to your accent. So I can yeah. say I relate to the, to the listeners of this podcast, and but you, you get know, used to it, guys. I'll you actually, get used to it, Claudio. I'll admit yeah. that you better get used to it. I'll actually admit, Claudio, <laughs> that I thought yeah, I went home and I said to Andrew, "I don't think the Italian guys liked us." It was you and Alberto. And I said, "What?" <laughs> yes, I said to Andrew, I went, oh, I don't think the Italian guys liked us. And Andrew said, nah, 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 the ginger guy was really nice. I went, oh, nah, nah, nah. Yes. I, don't, I don't think he really liked him. But then I realized wait, 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 when, because... when you first saw When you first saw me, did you think I was Italian? Um, no, I started speaking uh, Irish to you because I thought you were Irish. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Irish. You look a bit Irish, to be fair. Yeah, no, yeah, that, that's like, just, just because of the color. <laughs> See what was quite funny on this evening was that like you and and Andrew, you both uh, thought that it was food poison because Andrew ate something bad. But then you uh, were sick as well, so you both said it's not food poison; it's it's just some some virus or something. Yeah. And this evening I was eating like out of the same plate with Andrew because you both said it's food poison and nothing <laughs> else. So. <laughs> I think well, it was. I think it was twelve at night, and then you was texting me that you were vomiting and everything. And I was like, I was like, fuck, I'm gonna be sick as well. And I can remember the next morning. At, I think at eight, um, we had class, and I was sitting in class, and I was waiting to vomit. And you, I'm gonna be sick as well, but. But actually, came. I was fine then. And so do you know why? Because good. I actually realized that me and Andrew had been there two weeks already, and what had happened was. We've just been fucking alcoholics drinking every day, so it was probably just relapsing from alcohol. But what I was going to say was, um, people thought Claudio were was that Irish or Scottish that when he came over for the Celtic Rangers match in 2019, that um, these two we we went to a Celtic pub in the most Rangers place ever. It's the only Celtic pub ever. It's called Stanley Bar. Shout out to Stanley Bar. Um, me and Claudio went to get some dragon soups and Mad Dog, which you've all tried. Mm-hmm. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, two Rangers, Glaswegian girls, approached us and started talking to us in the most broad Glaswegian Scottish accent you've ever heard. <laughs> I didn't I, get shit. <laughs> even I struggled to understand them. 
and Claudio just kept nodding, going, uh huh, mm hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> in the most Scottish, in the most Scottish we ever kept going, mm hmm, mm hmm. <laughs> so much so that they thought we were guys reaching the full time. Well, I was. Yeah, but, but the, then they noticed under Jack's <laughs> jacket that he wore a Celtic top. And they were um, like, oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> but that just shows you how, um, how beautiful. Uh, Claudio was that he looked Scottish or Irish, which mm-hmm. is the, two best, the mm-hmm. two best looking nationalities in the world. <laughs> I, I, but the point of the whole story about how we met is that we met thanks also to Champions League and with the Super League, we we, we won't be able to have those kind of nights. Tifra, on you go, you, you, the floor is yours. Actually, no, actually, no. actually, with the Super League, you would have many nice to many, many occasions to watch <laughs> <laughs> this kind of game. Maybe it's true, <laughs> but it's not Champions no, League. No, it's not ex- ex- exhibition matches, bro. No one would be interested apart from American and Champions, Champions League is earned, uh, earned. Super League is not. You're already in there, so it's yeah. different. Yeah, but it's still, you're, you're it's still way more money. <laughs> for who? It's still all about for you? money. For the, for the clubs, not for me. <laughs> yeah, but without the fans, you don't have the income of the tickets. Exactly, Claudio. What, do, was, you think, what do you think of that, I was, Lucas? I think uh, many people would have still watch uh, this kind of game because I, uh, in general, new generations they tend to watch big games instead of... Uh, uh, like, for example... Uh, Ajax, Aj- if Ajax play against uh, Juventus, you're gonna have less views than uh, than Bayern and PSG playing, you know, in general. So people, people, people tend to watch big games now nowadays, and uh, also, 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 it's it's a it's a good concept for good concept for the rich clubs because they will have they will earn more money. They will they will not have to pass by uh, UFA. Uh, I don't know how to say it in English. U E F A. We say it the same way in French. So it's like for the big clubs, it's good, but it's true that for the smaller, uh, smaller clubs and stuff, it's like it suck. It's like as fuck. But uh, the good point is that players gonna get pay, uh, gonna gonna increase uh, the their paid, their paid as well. Oh, because they need to, right? Um, I think I think for the fans is absolutely shit. That's why they are protesting everywhere. I think it's Jack's most focal point too. What do you think, Jack? This has got to be the only thing in the world that I agree with Boris Johnson on. Uh, it threatens the very premise of modern football. There's European football that is. There's hundreds, and I mean hundreds of years of history. Memories, community, it is being tarnished in favour of an Americanized franchising of football by some super rich non-European owners. Can I ask you when you think the first ever football match was held, international match? It was 1872, <laughs> it was between Scotland and England. And it was in Hamilton Crescent in Partick uh, in Glasgow. I remember, I remember from the quiz night you made. Who won the match? It was nil-nil. <laughs> <laughs> see, but, see how boring it used to be, Jack. But, <laughs> <laughs> but it was the point in this is 1872, Partick in Glasgow, five minutes from my house. The first of the oldest football club is Sheffield, 1857. The FA, the English FA, was established in 1863. Now, all these rich owners want to Americanize and franchise football. Do you know what America were doing in 1860s and 70s? 
They had their fucking civil war. They were segregating and enslaving people just based on the colour of their skin. And they weren't a proper country as we know America today. While European football was becoming a well-established profession, um, USA wasn't even an established fucking country. And now these um, rich, non-European owners want to take over our game and franchise it and make it. At you, Lucas, you were saying it's good for the players and good for the clubs. Their matches would just become exhibition matches because there's no relegation, there's no history, there's no promotion, there's no European sports. It's just and a monopoly of football of rich clubs playing and earning $150 million minimal just for participating and not getting relegated no matter how shit they are. Arsenal would lose every game in that league, but yet they get $150 million for participating some, in it. Some on that, some, some put some respects on, on that Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But Arsenal. Right, for example, Spurs, Arsenal, Man City, Atletico Madrid, zero... And I mean, deadly fucking squat zero um, European Cups between them. Mm-hmm. Ajax have won four. Just teams in general that have European history have all won them. What makes these teams elite? Arsenal and Spurs probably aren't even in the top 20 European teams. What makes them elite? It's the billions of pounds uh, of worth that makes them elite. No, no it's because... Um, I mean, our first one, I don't know, but for cities like... Uh, nowadays, no, like... Uh, Having trophies in the past, it's a thing, but being uh, be, uh, to be a big club now, it's uh, another thing. And on the first city, is a big club, PSG is a big club now. You know, it's like uh, it's not, not an all no, about story. But Lucas, they have no European history, and that's completely against what European football is all about. European football is for the working class people, it's made by working class people, and it's been stolen by these rich non Europeans. That's why the 50 plus one. German rule is amazing. Uh, I don't know if Luc- uh, Luis or Benny want to go on about the 50 plus one rule because German league has got to be the only league left that genuinely cares about their fans. Before you start talking, I looked up in, in 2017, out of the 30 top attendances, average attendances in Europe, 10 of the uh, teams were German and that's because really? it's cheap. It's cheap, it's accessible and it's for the people. It's owned by the people. It's not owned by millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I have to say I'm from Bavaria, but I'm, I'm not a Munich fan. But um, I think Munich is like the only really big club who's able to to have a good financial management because they're like they they don't have a lot of clubs. And I mean, they're one of the biggest clubs in the world and they're the Champions League winners and they're playing like super crazy... They were <laughs> expensive players, so so heads up to to Bayern Munich, even though I don't like them. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> but what do you think of the fifty plus one rule? Because that's clearly made a massive difference. Can you explain that a bit for those who might not understand that Germans have the fifty plus one rule that means fans have a say in their clubs? Because Celtic, I'm from a Glasgow city where you probably know Celtic Rangers it's enshrined on our uh, city, but it's still not club owned in. I'll go into that in a minute about Celtic and how they've completely neglected the fans. It's not just the European breakaway. As <laughs> as far as I know, I think it's that it's not allowed for one person to own more than fifty percent of a club. So it's that not it's not possible for one person alone to do all the decisions and stuff. So it's yeah. always a bit more like the the how do you say? 
the 50 plus one rule when I was reading it was basically that no owner can have over 50%, meaning that the yeah. Chelsea's, the Man City's, the PSG's that have been bought over by overseas non-European. No, that's not possible here. Can't happen in Bayern unless it uh, can happen in Germany unless they've been in shareholders for over 20 years and they genuinely care about the club. Which... Okay. For example, also the Arab Munich club tried to do with, and I think he was from, I don't know, Saudi Arabia or Dubai or Qatar or something. He also tried to have more than 50% of uh, Munich. But it wasn't possible. They didn't let him. So I think it's a it's one of the good rules that we have in on in nowadays football because there's there's a lot of shit going on not only from the Super League also from the UEFA itself and stuff. Claudio, I think Claudio, Claudio thinks similar. People are waking up just now because the last few years football changed so much. It's all about the money. Oh. Even I was like when I was younger, I was watching every like Bayern game, for example, like. It was so interesting and I was really excited before the game started. But nowadays, everything gets, I don't know, it gets boring. And because people, they, they, the clubs don't really care about people anymore. The wages for the players is too high. But why for you, uh, it's a bad thing for the fans, uh, Jack? Okay, like, let's Why go, is it a bad thing for the fans? Yeah, for what is your argument for, for this? Lucas, do you think it's good for the fans that they're hard-earned working money uh, tradition and their parents and grandparents taking them to the game and their clubs being formed on working class values and charities good for the fans that these 12 or 15 European elite teams are going to go into an exhibition American type competition where there's no relegation you can't get into it unless you're um, one of these clubs and they're just going to earn billions and billions and billions of pounds and fuck the rest fuck the rest fuck tradition fuck history Fuck European values. They're just going to earn billions, billions of pounds and not give any to the smaller clubs that mean a lot to Europe, like Celtic, like Rangers, like Ajax, like Club Bruges. I think that's mental if you don't think... I mean, just this evening, fans have literally persuaded the European Super League to probably disband because of their rage at what's happened in that I think it's pretty simple. You don't have you don't have the same amount of home games you can attend, let alone the, the away exactly. games. You need you need to take a plane to to, to, to go yeah, to the yeah. planes and stuff. It's more the exhibition part of it that see if Arsenal win yeah, you, you're Arsenal, saying yeah. and even the national the national league's gonna be less interesting without yeah. the problem is like I don't, as I said, I don't really care about the whole Super League thing, but my problem is that people are just waking up now since they announced it on Sunday or Monday, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't really get, like, because for me, football changed, like, not, not since the, uh, yesterday. They, it changed the last few years. Because every, look at the, look at the Champions League semifinals, which clubs are, are in, still in. Is it PSG, Man City? Chelsea and Real Madrid. Yeah, so all of the clubs are owned by, by rich people. So how can poor and uh, sad and bad clubs like Celtic compete with them? <laughs> Fuck it's you, simple, bro. It's simply not possible. <laughs> and then if you look at... But Luis, if you look at... Listen, Jack, Mark, I'm not finished. Listen. I'm not finished. The thing, is, <laughs> the thing is, a Super League will make it even worse. But, for example, if I just... Like silently got his uh, Champions League uh, changes through. Also makes me fi like think like they're not they're not um, not a point better than the Super League 
Um, yeah, I don't think it's a new, it's a new no, format. Luis, if you look at um, last year, Leon put out Man City. Juve in just recent years been put out by Porto, Ajax and Leon. And I'm not saying this is what I agree with. I'm not saying that the buck starts with the European Super League and all these uh, European community of football have just been walking by this. For example, Celtic, right? Celtic was formed as like a safe haven and a club for charity for these Irish immigrants that had just moved to Glasgow. Used and discriminated against us because they were Catholic and it was built for a club as a charity to give back to the Catholic community and build good for Scotland, blah, blah, blah. Do you want to hear what I yeah. me here, right? Do you want to hear yes. now, during a global pandemic, what I've just paid for Celtic this season, right? Celtic yeah. this season, not being in the stadium, 550 quid <laughs> a season ticket, 35 quid a month for Sky, £25 BT Sport, £10 for Premier Sport, which shows the Scottish Cup, and then 15 quid for some away games on the other clubs' channels that weren't showed on Sky, BT, or uh, Premier Sports. This is during a pandemic. Unreal. Unreal. This is during a pandemic of a working-class club that was built on a charity. Brother Wilfred, his name was, was built on a charity club for Celtic, for the Catholic immigrants. And that is just well over a £1,000 for a club in a season that we were going for 10 in a row, and the season was done for December. They were told we would have added value and we would get money back. We're still waiting on it. So I'm not going to sit here and say that modern football has been threatened and spoiled just because of the European Super League. Look, world, uh, working class fans and communities, even in my city of Glasgow, has been exploited at domestic and European level. Look, Celtic and Ajax and teams like that from the lower countries have to do four qualifiers, but the fourth place in England and Spain get in straight away into a Champions League. Arsenal haven't been champions since 2003. Spurs haven't been champions since 1960. Fuck knows. They've not been champions of anything for any time in the recent. I don't understand how they, these super rich people can rinse the pockets of the working class and take something that's been created by the poor for their communities and try and go against uh, the ethos of the clubs. Since since when since when is it like that that uh, for example Scotland only has one place and it has to qualify? I think it's, so, not, uh, it's, it's when it's when since... yeah, yeah yeah no I agree with you, Louis. So you made that's when my point was building on yours. You made a perfect point. Uh, when I was growing up, two thousand and say see the two thousand like this five six seven eight. In two thousand and three, Celtic were in the UEFA Cup final. Um, from then, Celtic and Rangers regularly were in the Champions League. They would the winner of the Scottish Premier League would get into the Champions League in second place would only have one or two qualifiers. Yeah, just, yeah. Just last season, Celtic had three qualifiers to get into the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, that's Four. that's the problem, and and I mean it the the gap between the super rich clubs and the poor clubs is getting bigger oh, and bigger every year. Yeah. So, uh, so Look, look at it's it's just it's the just. It was just in 2012 that Celtic beat Parsa. See these small countries, Scotland, Switzerland, Denmark, Norway, like all these small Hungary. countries. Hungary. All these small countries dream of playing the Barcelonas. We beat Barcelona in 2012. Yes, we had 11% possession, only two shots, but we scored with <laughs> two shots and we won the game. <laughs> but my point is, these small clubs dream of the European nights and they dream of progressing because they earned the right by winning their league. Now, the Champions League just recently, yesterday, announced 36-team competition whereby, yes, the money's more split, but say like an Arsenal 
didn't reach the fourth place in England, so they don't get a Champions League spot, but they would be allowed in because of their coefficient is higher than a lot of European teams like Sporting Lisbon, Porto, Seville, Celtic. Doesn't make any sense to me. And then FIFA aren't the heroes in this era because they gave a World Cup to Qatar with dirty money and they, that World yes. Cup's been built on fucking dead bones of immigrants who weren't yeah, paid yeah, to build the stadiums. Fair. Yes, that's that's the whole point. And that's what makes me so sad that it's all just about the money. And that's that's why sport is going to be, to be destroyed at the end anyways. It's just about how... It's just about... The question is just when. And... I think I think people people like now are waking up seeing that but I think um people uh, even if people are even if it's not moral the even if the woke up the Qatar woke up is not moral since uh, it's far from them since uh, there are not that much people that care about uh, all those all those bodies that all those people that are dead and stuff the People will watch, will watch uh, the World Cup, and uh, all, enough people to watch the games, so it, it won't change. All the all this complaints and stuff won't change nothing. To to make a big move, to make a, a move, we need to 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 be like to to react and be a mass a mass or to to react to to this to do, like boycott the games don't watch them and stuff like this i, I actually think think lucas is completely right i think there will be all the time people watching it like even though people think it's it's not moral i think there's there are enough people who to watch it Heads so down. i think i think the like the football players by themselves they have to do some some moves to to boycott like something like the the um world cup in qatar it's it's not just about the fans, it's also about the, the football players. They have to do something. But Benny, this is what worries me. You're right in saying, do you know what these owners of America, they're from America, Asia, Russia, want? They they called, and I shit you not, it was on it's British news, they called the fans that have built these clubs to what they are, legacy fans, and they were now looking for new fans, i.e. they were looking to exploit the new growing markets of USA and Asia that has grown huge. They don't give a fuck about the European fans that built this football. They don't care. Um, and that's exactly what worries me, is that they will maybe not be now. I know we're hearing that Chelsea, Man City, they're giving second thought because their fans aren't too happy about it. But this European Super League is never going to go away because these clubs are only going to get, their owners are only going to get greedier and greedier. Well, even if Super League happens, the true spirit of football will never be broken because people, like normal people like us, We'll continue to have fun, like playing with friends, like just like we did in Budapest. You remember, guys? Yeah, playing, I play... so well. <laughs> yes, you, you were so good, Lucas. I think you were so good. I think Lucas is the worst footballer I've ever seen, and Benny was second. <laughs> you, you... <laughs> Uh, um, you remember guys playing like with minus one degree outside, and Jack Rotten. was like with shorts and t shirt, <laughs> like a yeah. typical Scott Brown man showing I up really... to Russia. I can um, remember it like what it was yesterday. So so much fun. But that was what was amazing. Like we, that was one of the first weeks we made it. We, we've never done it every week because most weeks we were drunk. But the weeks, the maybe one day we didn't have too bad a hangover. We played football maybe once every two weeks or so, and it was amazing. There was Czech Republic, Austria, Germany, Italy, Scotland. Czech France. Republic well represented by Victor. Yes, <laughs> Who... big Victor. Water who will be Spiker. a guest 
soon maybe yeah, in the yeah, podcast. Yeah, I what? think that I think that I met Luis at the football pitch like, oh, for yeah? the first time. I'm not sure. Luis and Musti. <laughs> I think I think we met uh, in class first. Not, didn't we? Maybe, what maybe. a fucking boring class. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you, remember, you remember like the class was two hours long and there was this Chinese girl who like comes in like the last five minutes <laughs> yeah. and, and still signs for the presence. Every <laughs> week. Every week the same. She did it exactly the same every <laughs> week. And the and the and the teacher was just looking at her like okay, what do you do? Uh, but I don't care. <laughs> at, least, at, least the, at least the Chinese girl showed up. See, my, uh, my unit, I know I was different to you, big law boys, with all your big fancy universities, but <laughs> me and humanities, um, see, my class, they actually were stupid enough to have an online register. So, me and Aaliyah would wake <laughs> oh up every my. morning, and Andrew would wake up every morning, say that we were in, and then go back to sleep or go get a beer. So, I think I maybe went to about maybe four classes and it was all my exam classes and do you remember the exam when uh, the night before I went to Morrison's for the the free was it 50, 50 cent beers until yeah Morrison's Monday Morrison's yeah. Monday there's a picture of me Victor said uh, Jack's got an exam tomorrow and I had a tray full of beers smiling as if I've never been happier uh, yeah yeah for sure <laughs> and I but... tell you what I got an A for the exam <laughs> <laughs> well who didn't in Budapest Come yeah well, on. That's, that's very true because I was because uh, <laughs> I was English spoken as well man the exams were so easy mm-hmm. it was easy for everyone I guess because I don't know you had to do nothing like we were mostly drinking and stuff every week and everybody still passed the, the yeah, this, this is what I can't believe about uh, Budapest and Erasmus I was saying this to I've said this to all you since I met you my university in Glasgow uh, three people out of my class went to Erasmus which is a shit amount the exams are easy and you literally meet friends for life and I still can't believe that little amount of people went Another well, girl and a few people we knew went to America, but they had like money to do that. Erasmus was funded, and the Scottish government also gives us about six hundred pounds a month maximum to go to university, and we still got that whilst in Budapest. So I've never been richer than in Budapest. Where well, pints, talk, pints were fifty cents. You you talk about the low number of students going to Erasmus, but you're you're saying that too to low students like i mean i don't know germany but in italy like no low student goes to erasmus i was basically the only one this that semester going to erasmus i was the only one in psychology in france (laughs) yeah in germany i think so many people are doing it yeah it's quite a lot yeah maybe law not 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 as many people as other studies but still a lot and jack already told me that like for example in scotland he was one of the only guys guys doing it so and it, but, even if, especially in scotland if you get 600 euros every month from your government and an extra 300 euros for from the erasmus company yeah it was the erasmus grant yeah. was like we got it we got it in one lump sum so i think it was like a thousand odd at the very start and then there was maybe like 600 at the end to get you home yeah i mean i've never <laughs> been richer i swear to god and rent was only three four hundred euros maybe a push because we it's actually a funny story about that me and andrew a week before we moved to Budapest, hadn't found a flat, so we've got one off Facebook. <laughs> we were showing up to Budapest, never before lived away from our parents, and we weren't sure if our Facebook um, flat was real or if it was like something out of fucking Minecraft and it was fake. 
<laughs> so we showed up, the girl, the woman was actually a lecturer in my university, she was lovely, until we had a flat party and then she hated us and doubled our deposit, but <laughs> um, up until the flat party in December, she was a lot, and it turned out okay, but I generally, as I said to you, Louise, before, and I think all of you, we, I had to fight my campuses outside, Asmus coordinator of my university, to come, oh, to, come to my campus and uh, do a lecture on Erasmus and why people should do it because nobody knew about it. I only knew about it because I'd applied for a different course at a different university and knew about Erasmus in third year. So in the end, it was only me, Andrew, and another guy from another campus that signed up in the end. Three people out of a full university class, and I genuinely couldn't have described a better experience. I probably talk to you more than I speak to my friends in Scotland. Like, the opportunities and the friendships and the experiences all the Scottish people will tell you I don't shut up about with the piss because it was some of the funniest times of your life it was five months of it was the best time of my life <laughs> five months of easy yeah. exams meeting friends meeting like I don't like you just your life moves on so quickly and it's amazing pretty well, pretty well said yeah <laughs> and actually actually to to come back uh, to the football topic I can remember I, I was going to the class and <laughs> I was looking around and I saw Claudio, so I, I sat next to him. And the first thing we talked about was football. And I think that, that was the, the moment we connected to each other. So Yeah, I showed Bene a video of Douglas Costa spitting, yes, yes, spit, yes, spitting in the face of another player. Like <laughs> right Benny, why don't you tell the story of how we met and how... This is weird because I didn't go to any good universities. Benny, Luis... Um, Taylor, the Canadian, and Claudio all went to the same university. Lucas, what university were you? Uh, I went to the university far, far away in the city. Like yeah, I had you to take Buddha. a bus so you, of you, one you, hour, man. You were of the Spanish people, or? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my and point it, of this... Oh, on you go, Lucas, on you go. It, it, it was like the, the school... I, at the beginning, I thought like my school was uh, in the city center. So I took a flat in the city center in Calvin Tear. Close to your flat, by the way, Jack. I mean, Calvin Tear, Metro Then I realized that the, the psychology uh, building is far away. So <laughs> the, the main building was close to my house, but the psychology, psychology <laughs> building was far away. <laughs> And it was, it was, I swear, it was in front of a, of a graveyard. <laughs> what the fuck? That sounds yeah. like a psychology degree. <laughs> so I to, every morning, I had to wake up early to take the fucking bus of one hour and ten minutes. Right, cold outside. Bro, yeah, Benny, cold outside. Benny, if you remember the registration, I would never have been in school. But, Benny... As I was that's, me- that's mental, bro. We met many people in class. <laughs> You've been there four times. And I was never <laughs> there. But this is what I'm saying, like, Benny, how wild was how we met? Like, I wouldn't have known any of you if it wasn't for this exact time, at this exact moment that Benny Cl- uh, so, yeah. Clemens, his G- uh, German flatmate, and then my Scottish flatmate, Andrew, who you all know so well, Actually, Benny. Benny, Benny is it, the glue. Benny is yeah. the glue. He yeah. links all of us. Um, I wouldn't have known any of you at all. I swear to God, listening to this story, it's incredible. So I, I think, I think the, the, the weird thing about us that, that I think I, I think Luis was there the evening yeah. too, or? I, we went so there we, together, but I was so hungover, so I left earlier. Yeah, I don't so remember we, you being there, Luis. The famous bar in Budapest called Simpla. 
and we were sitting to on a table and next to our table i was with my flat and luis and i think the spanish people and the yeah. spanish people and luis i think it was it was uh, pablo juan and me and we left earlier i think and then i was sitting there with elia and and clemens my two flatmates and uh then jack and andrew were sitting so i i can remember like we all were a bit hangover and then then you 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 were already quite drunk and then you you started to pay drinks like again and again and it was it was so much money i think the next morning i was uh, t telling luis like I, i met some crazy scottish people who who paid me <laughs> everything but that was that was me spending the scottish government money but but the funny <laughs> thing is oh, sorry. yeah that's uh, the funny thing is, uh, i thought it's just like for an evening and i, I I actually thought we were never gonna met again. It's just like some crazy people we met. Like you always meet people when you go out. And then my flatmates like continue to having contact with you. And, and I think that's uh, that's, that's what kind of you... contact. But the crazy thing was <laughs> so basically what happened and the crazy thing was that me and Andrew went to the back. Remember in Simple it was downstairs and you go right to the back and there's a bar that was cheaper than the rest of the bars. Yes. yes. So we went there. Me and Andrew got a drink, and there was two seats next to Clemens, Benny's flatmate, and Benny. Sat down, said to Benny, do you want a cigarette? Said no, Clemens said yeah. Started talking. They went, oh, we're in Erasmus too. Just by chance, then Aaliyah might have been there. I don't know, I was drunk as fuck. She could have been there from the start. I couldn't even tell you. Oh, well, we got talking. They said, hey, we're in Erasmus too, blah, blah, blah. Started speaking. And then by the end of the night, I was buying everybody drinks. Because as, as said earlier, We were getting Erasmus grant and we had Scottish government money. I was getting my ass out, I think, Benny. Is that right? I think, I was I also... think you've done that every night, Jack. Yeah, well, I think everybody in Budapest, I think night. everybody in the world has seen my ass. And uh, on top of that, I think I'd lost a jacket and I was saying, oh, it's so expensive. So I remember Benny and Alia, uh, the Belgian girl, specifically saying, oh, when we first met you, I thought you were just this crazy, drunk, rich Scottish guy. It couldn't be any more from the truth. I'm poor and... Uh, well, I'm drunk all the time, but that that was how we met. And then I think I'd stayed in contact with Clemens. And next night, me and Clemens, Ali and Andrew went out. Benny didn't come. And then from then, we just met Luis, uh, Claudio, Lucas. We met Taylor, the Canadian guy who was in uni with you. Ali and Victor, the Claudio's flatmate, actually went to our uni. But we only met them through Benny being Aaliyah's flatmate and Victor being Claudio's flatmate so that is how like, if me and Andrew decided to go upstairs that night I would be sitting here bored as fuck not even on this podcast by the way I never seen Clemens never you have been there I've talked to her about so many times but I have never seen her no actually who, who are you talking about your flatmate uh, the French girl oh she, uh, she was she was pretty lovely <laughs> no but, he's uh... just called Clemens the French girl <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, that's what, that's what I thought as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, she 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 was uh, called Naomi, but but she was a, a pretty nice girl. Yeah. Didn't you? Yay! So this was our first episode. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it, and we will see each other next week.